All right, we're live with Memory Tracks, episode number 23. I think in my intro to the previous episode, I mistakenly said 23, but that was actually 22. So this is 23, um, and I'm really excited for it. This is a good one, kind of a long time coming. Um, I have uh, my good friend, uh, Patty Williams here. You can say hello. Hello. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm super happy to have you here. Uh, we So I met Patty... I guess last July, I started working um, in my current company uh, called You Earned It, and uh, Patty and I sat next to each other initially, right? That's from right. The, from the very beginning, yeah. That's right. Uh, so I remember the first day walking in and being like, okay, well, here's my new desk mate. Let's get to know <laughs> each other and hang out. And you couldn't have been like more welcoming and such like a warm hearted, good natured person. Not a little crazy. <laughs> well, but like crazy in the good, in the fun way that, you know, like some people are just overly too nice. I think initially the first read, because one of the, one of Patty's signatures is every morning you walk in, she says, good morning, sunshine, which when I first hear that, I'm like, oh, this is going to be one of those like super positive people that kind of ends up driving That's you crazy. That's what everybody thinks. That's right. <laughs> uh, but you have this like really sharp, quick witted, like kind of, I wouldn't say cynical is a little bit too strong of a I word. I have some snark. But you have some snark. Yeah. Some snark and some sass uh, that really counters the... Uh, Overly happy and smiley and, you know, super polite and friendly nature that uh, I find very um, enjoyable to work with and, and to be around. So Thanks, Harrison. So, yeah, it's been like it's been a great, I guess, six months or so working with you and getting to know you. six months. It feels like so much longer. Maybe a little longer. Yeah, I guess it has been longer. It's probably eight or nine months. Yeah, geez, time's flying. <laughs> it's already 2017. Who knows? Um yeah, but uh, it's been really cool to get to know you, and you're also a person who is very, um, I feel like you're very open to talking to people about very real stuff, um, which is really cool because, you know, we have an age difference um, at work, and so, you know, when you first start working with people, you kind of figure, okay, well, who do I have the things most in common with, and then that's who I'm going to be friends with, and the close ones, and you know, I've never felt that with you. And I've really, to be honest, I've never felt that with anyone at our company I or really either. And previously I am significantly either. older than most of you, yeah. which is um, kind of neat. Yeah. But it, to me, it's like, I don't even think about it. Um, I don't either. You're just as sharp and fast as anyone <laughs> else there. And um, I'm not trying to say that I would have, I would have assumed otherwise. <laughs> oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> but I love it. And um, no, I'm not. <laughs> Well, that's not true. You are amazing um, and, a, and a real joy and pleasure to work with. And I'm lucky to be at a place with people like Likewise. you. Likewise. So, um, but, you know, what I've really enjoyed getting to know you over time is, um, you know, you're a mother um, and I learn a lot from you about a part of a life that I haven't lived yet. Maybe never will. Don't know. But there's still lessons to pick up from that. Um, and I really admire your thoughts on life and how you use those thoughts and experiences towards raising your son, um, who's Thanks, pretty fantastic based on everything <laughs> you say. <laughs> um, but no, I, 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 I enjoy it. And um, because I feel that we've gathered that closeness between each other just through work and through getting to know each other, um, when I first started doing this podcast and I saw that you were listening to it and you had commented on it and said that you enjoyed it and were happy, I was like, well, I mean, if, if you're already on board, then <laughs> I definitely want Patty on this podcast. I love it. I love the whole idea. I think it's phenomenal. I love listening to Gabby's and Stu's. Um, and I really like what it's about. 
I love the memories associated with music, um, although I will mention here that I should probably have four, not three songs, due to my lengthy <laughs> age. Well, everyone always cheats a little bit and kind of will name drop uh, the songs that they didn't pick. So okay, if you find good. a way to creatively interject it, I won't <laughs> stop you, but we're not going to do the whole at the end. Oh, and by the way, let's listen to the... <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, but yeah, you know, so when I, when I asked you to do it, you, of course, were like, yes, I, I, so I'm happy to do it. And, um, you know, we I, it was probably about a month or two ago that we asked, and I think we uh, I'd had a bunch of guests already booked and stuff, and so we're finally getting around to doing it, which is awesome. Uh, I know it's going to be really good. I've been excited about it and looking forward to it. It's coming in the middle of a week. We're very busy, and it's a really nice, uh, I think, getaway to think about something different, things that are ultimately more important than the everyday, uh, the reflection of your life and what you've learned and what you, how you bring that with you in each day, uh, which I'm excited about because uh, I know, you know, it's good to step away for a little bit. And it's cool to do that, to be able to do that with a coworker because, you know, that's always the thing is like, well, you, you have your friends and you have your family and you have your coworkers and you try not to blur the lines, but this is a really cool moment to get to do that with you. I um, love it. So. I, I like the whole idea of being able to um, sort of relive my life mm-hmm. in an interview sort of format yeah. around music. Right. I just think it's, it's, a great opportunity. I was excited to be asked to do it. And the past couple of months have been pure torture. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking for the songs. Picked my song. (laughs) That's right. Picked all my songs, which was harder than I thought. Right. Um, But so enjoyable. Yeah, that's good. I mean, so far everyone says something similar. So it's not just you, so you shouldn't feel. uh, (laughs) It means that you've lived a very fulfilling life with lots of good memories and things to reflect on. So... At least that's how I take it. I don't know. I'm going to go with that also. (laughs) Very cool. Well, if you're ready, then I'd say we should uh, kick it off with the first song. Um, So first song, I mean, I think think most people will know this one, which is great. Um, And, I mean, everyone will certainly know the band for sure. But it is the always amazing, always rocking Led Zeppelin. The song is Fool in the Rain.
Zeppelin. Yep. That's a good one. <laughs> I'm so glad. I can't wait to tell you why I picked it. Okay, so earlier, before we jumped on, you were talking about how um, we were discussing guests and different types of guests and you know people that come on that are self-described music nerds and big fans and ones that say that they're not. And you were like, well, I'm definitely not a music nerd. I don't know. You know. This is like pop music for a lot of people. And this is this is more about the memories, which, yes, thank you. That's exactly what I want. Very happy about that. But because you said that, I will interject something that I didn't know about this song from just like researching it real quick mm-hmm. from the music nerd side, which is they, so it's like a samba, like Latin-y type mm-hmm. feel, right? And they got the idea from apparently... Uh, John Paul Jones and Robert Plant watched the entire was it 1978 World Cup in Argentina together. And of course, you know, samba, Latin music in Argentina was like, they were like, oh, well, we should write a song that sounds like the World Cup. That's so. perfect. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. So that's kind of like the origin of this like bizarre uh, turn that they took with what ended up being their last album as Led Zeppelin. Yeah. And will always be my very favorite song. Although, obviously, there are so many yeah. Led Zeppelin songs that yeah. are so amazing. Um, some probably more known, like Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, of course. But, um, nope, this is my favorite. Yeah, okay. And it's because well, of those memories. <laughs> yeah, so tell me, tell me, I mean, I'm, I can't help, I mean, anytime someone plays a song, then I... From what I know about them, I always think like, oh, I wonder if I could guess where the story's going. What but would I you have... guess? Do you have a guess? No, no, no I'm not going to. I mean, okay. no, I don't, I, don't, I don't know that I have a guess, but. Because you couldn't guess. Yeah, yeah. So I want to hear it. Okay. <laughs> so this song. So let me, um, let me preface it by saying when I picked my songs, I did it by um, sort of location places that I've been in my life. Mm-hmm. And so this song is the one that I picked to go along with college, my okay. college years. Yeah. Um, and so I went to a very small college called St. Francis College in Loretto, Pennsylvania. Um, I think like 1,200 undergraduate students. Oh, wow. Yeah, really, really small, really Wait, intimate. Between all classes? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's business, social my, work. I mean, my high school senior class was 800 people. <laughs> yeah, my high school senior class was bigger than my graduate college oh, wow. graduating class. Mm-hmm. So it was very small, very intimate. Everybody knew everybody else. Um, so there was some good that went along with that and some not so good. Right. But I'll take all that good. I would do that over again yeah. in a heartbeat. Because yeah. um, after that, I went to Pitt for grad school. That's right. Yeah. And um, that was a whole different, very anonymous experience. Um, I learned a lot. But at St. Francis College, the college among the pines, in this very small, <laughs> tiny little... It was a little town, two bars, Spankies and Afterburners... <laughs> Um, I think Spanky's is still there. Afterburners, I don't think is. It's probably called something else. But anyway, um, no stoplights in this town. Wow. Um, Charles Schwab's estate uh-huh. is there. And then St. Francis College. <laughs> like Charles Schwab, the insurance yeah. guy or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then St. Francis. Um, so anyway, so that's where I went to college. And so this song was in the jukebox at Afterburners. And we would play it every single time um, we went up there. So you think about college. I was young when I went to school. I was 17. Um, so, and I went to, I started going to the bars before, obviously, you turned 21. Um, but as soon as we started going, we would always play this. There was Indigo Girls. There were other things that we would play. But this song, 
all of my friends and I and everybody, I feel like my memory says that we all went out together as mm-hmm. a school. <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not sure we all fit together in Afterburners, but I just remember being drunk Everyone was there. and happy. Yeah. And this is one of those songs we would play air drums, even though I don't even think there were that many drums. It was probably something else, yeah. like really non-musical. Right. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> But all so my friend Lisa, my friend Vanessa, Anna, Nancy, Katie, all of them who will probably listen, and a lot more who yeah. I'm Facebook friends with. Um, we would sit in these bars or in, the, in these stools around the bar, yeah, and sing along <laughs> to these songs. And this was one, so it just reminds me and sort of sums up my whole phenomenal college experience. I can't see so you just named off like. The whole group of people. So, you, do you you still keep in touch with yes. all of them? Yes. Um, so, thank you, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, it's actually so we try and get together, and we keep, every year we say we're going to get together, and we don't. The last time we got together, it was just me and Anna, Vanessa, and Lisa. We went to Chicago. Peter was three. Um, he came with me, but I also had my mom come and watch him while I did girl stuff. Yeah. Um, but the last time I've been together with everybody, maybe it was the five-year reunion, and Nancy wasn't there, I don't think. Anyway, yeah, yeah so no. Um, we all, not all of us made it. Oh, no, it was Vanessa's wedding. That's when it was. Um, the That's the only wedding we all were able to make it to. Yeah. None of them could come to mind, and that's because they all had kids, and so that's what happens. You have kids, and your entire life <laughs> is at the mercy of these damn children, and you can't travel anywhere. So, no, I'm just kidding. It's wonderful. It's an experience everybody should have if they want it. But... <laughs> <laughs> you give some of the best advice about this, by the way. <laughs> it's just real. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's where this song came from. Yeah. And every single time I hear it now... In the car, it, I mean, at how, wherever I am when I hear it, I immediately stop, laugh, and play the drums. So <laughs> it sounds like it's a very like. I mean, this one really, truly like uh, evokes that exact feeling, that mm-hmm. exact moment. Being associated to a bar. So uh, when I was first concepting the podcast and like reading about the idea of music and memory, which is just something inherently I would think about, then I was like, okay, well, I wonder if this is a thing that there's different neurologists and things that have studied that and there's a couple of research papers out there uh, about music and cognition and different things like that um, so it's studied on but the sense that people actually most associate memories to apparently is olfactory and like spends or, or like smells and um, sense and things um, so I'm curious when you hear the song can you smell I totally can the bar? so this is the other thing Harrison you have to know that in my hand during this song oh, is yeah, a cigarette you were smoking, yeah. <laughs> and and I smell beer and this is going to sound so weird but we used to do all different kinds of shots but the one that sticks with me the most is sex on the beach yeah. and I don't even know what's in that anymore it was something sweet and sticky and disgusting yeah it's a gross one but it like that <laughs> cigarette and sex on the beach. <laughs> yes, for sure. As soon as you said olfactory sense, I'm like, why, well, yes, it's a matter of fact. <laughs> I do. Oh, that's awesome. When was the last time you were in this bar? 
you know what? So when I went for the five-year reunion, I don't think the bar was around. It was in the other bar spankies since there was okay. only two to pick from. Yeah. Um, so they, they've since closed yeah, Afterburners, well, you think? I think so. Or they probably renamed it to something else, but I don't think that I went in there. Um, you have to know, and I want everybody to know, this was 25 years ago. That was my five-year reunion. Wait a minute. Is that right? God, am I that old? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I don't really remember, but I think it was there, but I didn't go in it, which so is sad. If it's still open and your friends are listening right now yeah. to this podcast and they're thinking, oh, no, I know where this is going. <laughs> they all had kids back at the five-year reunion or at, at your wedding and things like this. Kids are older now. They mm-hmm. can take care of themselves. Right. Yeah. I, so Can we plan? Can we make this sure. moment to plan? <laughs> Your next like get together and we should party accept this is what happens nowadays. So yes, some had kids back then. All right. Some of us are still having kids. Okay. This is in you know. It just never stops. It huh? never stops because some people aren't ready till they're later, yeah, and now that's yeah. a possible. You know what I mean? Back in the day, everybody had kids when they were like 22, 23. Mm-hmm. and we a lot of us were still in that right because right? we're Generation X, and yeah. it was the eighties, right? Yeah. I graduated in nineteen ninety one. So there were, um, Anna and Katie both had babies right away. Mm -hmm. Um, the rest of us sort of lagged along, but there are a couple of us with still young children. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know, but I would hope so. And if anybody is listening to this, which I think they will, um, what is the name of the bartender? It began with a V. He looked a little bit like Ron Jeremy. uh Yeah. Everyone loved him, huh? No. No. No, he was disgusting. <laughs> he was he looked worst. like Ron Jeremy I, to me. Um, and I could totally be making that memory up, but it began with a V. And I don't cannot remember his name. <laughs> I've been thinking about it for months. <laughs> that is hilarious. I wonder if he's still there. Uh, he's I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a two bar college town. That's yeah. pretty fascinating. Yeah. yeah. We had a lot of uh, a lot of good times, a lot of drama was had. Did you ever have anyone um, get into some fights out in the parking lot? No. Because of anything you caused? No. No. Okay. Not then. I did in, yeah. you know, in my 20s. Oh, okay. And yeah. in Pittsburgh in those years. Um, sure, we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's a good song. Um, and it's like one of the lesser known Zeppelin songs, but because it was like their last single that they released, then. And it's, it's a big such one. a great catchy yeah it's fun tune. like like it's a fun song you can you have to be dance, happy when yeah, you listen to you it only I, dance I, to I it yeah. yeah i mean the samba beat like you just yeah doing and the i don't think i ever once danced to it i sat my ass on a bar stool <laughs> and played air drums which is so embarrassing <laughs> when you think about it but that's what i did and it makes me happy if i played this in like the middle of the work day would you start doing the air drums perhaps all right well <laughs> i'm gonna surprise you with that one day okay. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to the next one. Uh, the next one is from Jimmy LaFave, and the song is called Never Is a Moment. From your pouty little mouth 
Never Is a Moment by Jimmy LaFave from an album called Tex Oma, which I didn't know. I, I know the name Jimmy LaFave. I didn't know the song. Uh, I don't really know much of his music at all. Uh, definitely didn't know this one or the record. But, <laughs> I mean, as soon as I read, as soon as I looked it up when you sent it to me, I was like, oh, yeah, Texas and Oklahoma, which I know is a, a big piece of who you are. And I'm, like, fascinated by the album cover and, and the story and, like, I have, I have some thoughts, but I don't know how to reveal them yet, so I'm going to let you... Okay, well, you should reveal them now, just like you did at the beginning, because <laughs> this song has nothing to do with Jimmy. For me, okay, it yeah. has nothing to do with Jimmy. Awesome. And um, we did watch him perform this right oh, after we got engaged, and he played it for us by request so that we could dance. Um, however, that was the one and only time besides at my wedding that Paul agreed to dance with me and it was only because of like peer pressure from the crowd. Wait, is this a story? Mm-hmm. This is amazing. That's oh, part wait, of the story. You're rushing through it, yeah. No, Don't no, rush. no. But that's, I mean, this, um, it leads to sort of more. You okay, know, it's okay. just, I mean, that's the story and that's wait, why so I picked this song. Back that up because you, you totally just like rushed through a very important <laughs> part. So you went to see Jimmy LaFave. Mm-hmm. With it, Paul, mm-hmm. shortly after you guys got engaged. We got engaged at Christmas, and this was New Year's in Austin in 2000, so it was 2003 to 4. Okay. Nope, 2 to 3. Okay. Oh, jeez, I don't remember. One of those two So years. you guys saw him here in Austin? Yes. Where was it? Um, I don't really remember. It was, Probably like it was at a bar. maybe, or was it yeah, like inside no. or outside? Was there was a tent outside because it was New Year's things were a little oh, bit yeah, different. Oh yeah, kind of like a party thing. Yeah. yeah, so it was like in a tent outside, um, somewhere I think on East Sixth, but I couldn't tell you where. Two thousand two, you said. Mm-hmm. Gosh, yeah. I mean, I moved or, here two thousand five, so I couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> where whatever it is, I'm sure yeah. it doesn't really exist. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> but <laughs> so you went to see the show. So we went to see the show, and we had been engaged for like a week. In fact, yeah. I didn't even have my ring because Paul had bought it too big, <laughs> so we had to get it sized. <laughs> um, so we were at this concert. It was us, um, Shane and Karen, who live here in Austin. They're actually the people who um, introduced Paul and I, and. Um, probably some other people I'm just not remembering but I was drunk and so I went right up to Jimmy Lafave and I'm like play whatever the name of the song is it's totally escaping me but anyway never is a moment that's probably exactly what I'm like play that one I really like that's <laughs> literally like, probably oh, lady, what I did have to yes, more than no that. and he probably did it just to shut the drunk lady up um so they played it and Paul danced with me um, because honestly he had to, there was like nothing to do. He's like, this couple just got engaged and we hadn't just gotten engaged, but <laughs> apparently that's what he thought. Um, so we danced and it was the first time I ever danced with Paul and Aww. the last time was at our wedding and he's, Aww. he hates yeah. to dance, yeah. hates it. <laughs> so, so that's the story, but there's, I picked it because it's Austin. It's in Austin, and because of the whole Texoma, uh-huh. you know, Paul was from Oklahoma, I was from Pittsburgh, um, we met, and there's, it's so important to me to have picked something that I had seen live mm-hmm. um, that felt Austin vibey to me yeah. for this, um, to, for this part of my life. So, remember I said I'm doing this in sort of geographical phases. Right. And right. so this is Austin. Yeah. And that song sums up Austin for me. Um, and my experience. And yeah, obviously Paul's a big part of that. We're married. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's, you know, even more than that, it's cool. 
um, it's it was live for me in my memory. Right. Even like when I played here, I I do remember him playing that for us and dancing and just yeah. being drunk and happy. Just and in the moment of something in the that moment. meant a lot for you. Exactly. Yeah. And when you so previous to living in Austin, where were you before that? Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So, and you were in. In Pittsburgh, in college or post-college? Post-college, grad school, and then okay. for my very first right. job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Pittsburgh, um, there's so much... I, I lived... That was such a meaningful, important part of my life. Yeah. And it was nine years, so obviously I've been in Austin almost twice that now. Um, but that time I spent in Pittsburgh, it was a lifetime. Yeah. And it was a whole different era. And my very best friends in the whole world... Um, are still there and all of the um, in fact some of them were in my mind when I picked this song from Austin yeah you know because they thought of how cool it was that I was moving down here right. to the live music capital of the world yeah, with all these great people that, right. it's true yeah. so and you know I picked this song but Paul and I saw Bob Schneider and um, you know all the um, there was this oh, I wish I could remember the name of it we went to Stubbs and saw Monty this gospel band what the heck was it oh, I can't even remember and I won't either so yeah. well they have like the gospel lunch every Sunday there. right but there was one specific band yes and we it was so awesome so yeah. it was just a really neat Austin-y thing which is why I picked that yeah. song well and it it's interesting like so I'm without knowing anything about the record and I'm not a lyrics person. I didn't look up the lyrics mm-hmm. to this song, and so like I, I couldn't really tell you a whole lot about what it was. But just from the album cover, I'm I definitely will look up more later and do better research on this. And it's interesting because with Paul being from Oklahoma, mm-hmm. you not being from Texas or Oklahoma, right. um, but your association being with Texas, mm-hmm. but then coming from Pittsburgh, which is a very different <laughs> place from all from everywhere from all else. of them. That's right. Um, you know, on the album cover, he's, it's basically like, it's a picture divided mm-hmm. in half and it has two like rest, like highway rest stops. Yes. And on the left side, the TEX for the album name of Texoma, uh, is like a picture of what you presume to be a Texas rest stop. Right. And it's basically like a, a picnic table mm-hmm. with, um, it's supported by what appears to be like a design that looks like a oil pump well that you'd see out of an oil It's so field. very cool. It is really neat. And then on the right side, you see the Oklahoma side, the Oma of the Texoma mm-hmm. and the album name. Um, and it's a similar like highway rest stop. But this one is more the structure is based like a teepee yes. frame. Um, and it also has a grill and a trash can. That. Whereas the Texas one doesn't. That's funny. So... As a born and raised Texan <laughs> right. who also went to UT, who has been raised to loathe Oklahoma, <laughs> right. and I end up just mean in, in the sports team, I just mean in general, <laughs> yes. which I'm, I'm sorry, Paul, I'm sorry, Peter, as, as you're listening to this, I know that uh, you guys love Oklahoma, of course. They, and, um, they live here, they understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm a little offended at the album cover Are because you? yeah, because it's basically saying, "Oh, Texas is like big corporate oil." Oh, see, this is I how I read it. I read that. it as like no. corporate oil versus, you know, Native American respect for the land because we have a trash can, whereas 
uh, the Texas side does it. We also have a grill, which is like community and cooking and providing for your family. Texas is just a table and an oil (laughs) thing. So I didn't see that. But also look at the background. Like the, it's not just that. There's the fields. It is pretty. Both are pretty. Um, And uh, to me, it was. (laughs) <laughs> it actually <laughs> makes me think of that Oklahoma sign that we pass as we're yeah. coming into Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Um, and really, I, I more think about the background of that album cover. Yeah. The sort of topography around it. It is gorgeous, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. And um, and it's kind of cool, but I definitely did not get that vibe from it. That's that could so be funny. totally off, but like <laughs> me looking at that for a split second without doing any research, that was... That's my impression. I don't know anything about. I know I what I know is Jimmy Lafave was born in Texas and moved to Stillwater, Oklahoma. Right. Um, so he clearly has two sides of it. So I, I have no idea if that's his intent with this album and with those pictures is to knock on one or the other. Probably not. But well, now I kind of want to find out. <laughs> I'm curious. Yeah, we got to find out. But at, like related to that, for you, I mean, as somebody coming from the Northeast um, through school and, and through that coming to Austin like what was that what was that adjustment like for you and like how much time did you spend in Austin before you met Paul and got exposed to southern culture and and what do you see about it so (laughs) so I moved down to Austin um and so Austin is the only place in Texas I could ever ever be yeah um and part of it was not that much of an adjustment because a lot of other people from Austin are also not from Austin. Right, right. Um, in fact, probably more so today than yeah. even when I came. Oh, I came yeah. um, at, for, at South by Southwest 2000. Wow. Um, in fact, I, <laughs> I moved down Hansen here. broke? Or a few years after, probably. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I moved down here, and I'll never forget, the very first night I was here, my friend Lisa, um, who already had lived down here, called me, and she's like, I'm drunk, I'm on 6th Street at South by Southwest, you need to come pick me up. And I was like... Uh, she's like, just go down Mopac. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? What is that? <laughs> what is that? Um, their GPS didn't exist back no, then. No, yeah, of course not. <laughs> so I had to just figure it out. And I picked her drunk ass up on, <laughs> it was six, then I can't even and remember. And you would have had, a, did you have a cell phone or was it? I did have a cell okay, phone, yeah. but I don't think she did. Okay, so yeah, you just had to like <laughs> guess the street corner. And I did, I found her down on six. There's a cop on a horse. And it was sixth, and, and you're like, I, mean, what, I don't even. It's, what have I done? <laughs> really? And, but it was, and it was. It had to have been one of the first South by Southwest. I mean, when did that even start? No, actually, South by started in early '90s, early oh, '80s. Oh, really? Okay, it's been so for a while. Way, yeah. okay. But it was not what it is today. Like there were not that many people. It was cool for sure. Um, so that was my introduction to Austin. I was like, this is cool. They have festivals. Yeah. Pittsburgh, it was cold right, all the time. Right. And there were really cool things um, that I did in Pittsburgh. And the beauty of Pittsburgh, um, to me, Austin is not as beautiful as Pittsburgh. And I realize that people, when they think of Pittsburgh, they mm-hmm. think of dark and steel and oil. Yeah, and all you think of that. industrial. But it isn't that way. Um, and and it's hilly and green and lush and, and gorgeous. And there's seasons. And there are seasons, which I don't actually love. No, no thanks. Okay, yeah. um, I prefer Austin <laughs> for that. <laughs> but um, I can't remember where I was going with that. But uh, honestly, um, coming down here, it was just this super cool, festival-y life yeah. that it's I did different. not feel like I necessarily had in Pittsburgh. Yeah. 
So. Well, and then and it's interesting too because obviously the song, uh, the album, and Jimmy Lafave deals with the I guess the duality of Texas and Oklahoma. And I mean, I know you're a big Sooners fan, and we we <laughs> you, we convinced I you <laughs> we convinced you to do the fantasy football draft at work. And you drafted entirely, <laughs> like Sooners. basically anyone who played for OU. <laughs> and you I'll drafted. do it again. And They're you really destroy good. me. Your yes. record, let the record be straight that like somebody who's going to my fifth or sixth year of fantasy football who <laughs> takes it com- seriously enough to, uh, well, I'm not great, but I'm better <laughs> than the average person I would like to think. And you fucking dest- <laughs> destroyed me. Absolutely. Um, well, it's because Oklahoma <laughs> players are really good. Now they're oh, in the NFL. Come on. <laughs> come on. You you can admit it. And so I picked as many as I could. I was mad I didn't get Adrian yeah. Peterson. Turned out that it was a good thing for yeah, me. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it was awesome. And that's the only way I'd be interested in doing right. the fantasy. I have to follow people I know, right. and I know the Sooners. So. Clearly, like, you've, through, through Paul and through... I'm sure raising Peter and like sharing time with Paul's family with Peter, um, Oklahoma, I'm sure is now very much a part of your life. You've you've never actually lived there. Is that right? Mm -mm. Okay. Yeah. No. And Paul didn't live there for very long either. Really? Okay. So he didn't grow up there. He uh, he grew up in Hawaii and then moved to Groom, Texas, um, which is very close to Oklahoma on the border or something. Um, And then Lawton, I don't, he didn't go to high school there, but, that's where he's from. That's where, and that's where we go to see his family, yeah. and that's where everybody is. Yeah. So even he, oh, he did go to OU. Um, oh, okay. Gotcha. He went there yeah. for two years, I think. Okay, yeah. Um, and he didn't finish school. Yeah. Had a very. OU is in Stillwater, right? No, that's no. Um, that's the other. That's OSU. That's OSU. OU is in Norman. That's right. Yeah. Which is just south of Oklahoma City. Right or yeah. north. North. Okay. Or south. I actually I don't really yeah. know. Um, we drive on 35 to get there. That's <laughs> so. I think it's north of. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's. Um, but it is. It's a huge part of our life. Yeah. In a way I never imagined, and I'm so glad. You know, I went to St. Francis College. Yeah. I didn't have any of that. <laughs> and Pitt, I didn't. I don't feel aligned with. Yeah. Yeah, we have a, a decent football team, really good basketball team. Right. But I didn't. I was there for grad school. I was a number. And I just don't have that same feeling. Oklahoma, they're my team, which is really weird because I... No, I think that's cool. I I mean, you know, not my team, but... (laughs) (laughs) No, But but you you appreciate it because you're mature. Of course, yeah. Um, So I I normally wouldn't do this, but it did make me think of something that I hadn't thought about in a while when I was looking into this, and so I'm not trying to interject on your memory tracks, and obviously I hadn't heard the song before. I love that you before. have memories too, yes. But when I was looking at Jimmy Lafave, it reminded me of, well, when I researching about him, he, um, in 1996, he won the, like, Songwriter of the Year Award from the Kerrville Folk Music Festival, awesome. which is just north of I didn't know Austin. That. Mm-hmm. And that festival in particular has, like, meaning to me, so like hearing his connection to it like sparked this memory of when I you know the reason why I started playing music was through school um, we had like a, a program where it was like an elective class you could take and I took one for guitar and I liked it and so you know I was fortunate that um, my dad and mom wanted to support my pursuit of that so I started taking lessons from this guy who was named Gerald who I hadn't thought about for a very long time I love that but Gerald was like I mean the classic Woodstock burnout type of guy, um, just like the sweetest old man um, that you could imagine. But you know, he ran this like little 
music shop and he's the kind of guy that you know he, he probably didn't keep up with his finances he probably never made any actual money just enough to get by doing it and he taught me how to play guitar um and had like a really profound impact on, on me as a kid sure. and one of the things that he always tried to do was he was like hey you know every year the one thing that he always looked forward to was going to Kerrville Music Folk Festival and he always would try to convince me I mean I'm like a 15 14 year old kid is like you should come out to Kerrville with me one time and you know that was kind of weird like I was <laughs> a 14 year old travel with this like old uh, hippie dude, hippie dude. Uh, and my parents probably wouldn't have allowed it but um, I never ended up going until years later when I moved up to Austin to go out to it and uh, like I was a, a painter in school and I did a lot of art and uh, he meant a lot to me so one of my like favorite things that I've ever done artistically was a, like a portrait of Gerald playing uh, with like a Kerrville type thing that's so, awesome and I really want to see some of your art sometime <laughs> yeah, you're going to so have good. to now you brought it up <laughs> uh, it's probably I think it's all at home in my mom's closet somewhere <laughs> your mom would love to get it out to send it up yeah but no it was cool like to to think about that again that's through, awesome. through the Jimmy LaFave connection but so now I'm going to have to listen to more of his music and um, do you like it yeah, I mean it was good. You know, I It's I, very chill. I'm not like a big country person, but I'm like I'm not slowly, I truly am not either. I've like recently been getting into Dwight Yoakam a lot, so listening to a lot of Dwight Yoakam and then Willie, of course. Of course. Everybody's Willie like, though. You know, I mean I like cried seeing him at ACL this past year. It was so so awesome. cool. Uh, and I don't think I'll ever be a country person per se, but I do think I should be much more knowledgeable about different people that really Oh, I think Jimmy LaFave is the perfect way to get into yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> well I think you and uh, Paul and Peter should go out to uh, the Kerrville Folk Festival. You know what? It is one of those things that we've talked about doing. Yeah, you should. For Seriously. sure. Even just for like, just a day trip. You don't need to we camp did, out there. But. We did one of those festivals when Peter was young. It wasn't the Kerrville Folk Festival, though. I can't remember what it was. And my parents came. I wish I knew what it was. It was something else. out, there, But it was really, really awesome. And we always said we would go again. And now that Peter's older and really mm-hmm. has an appreciation for these things, we absolutely should. Yeah, you should. Maybe he'll want to learn guitar. He... Um, so we started him in classical guitar this year. Yeah. Yeah. It was classical guitar. It okay. was truly, truly horrible. Yeah. Awful. That's hard. Yeah. It's good to get those mechanics in, but. Oh, but it's really not a fun way. I bought him an acoustic guitar. Yeah. And I'm hoping that he. Yeah. It takes time. Yeah. Well, he's 12. Time. Yeah. He, he yeah. I mean, I started when I was like 13 or 14. Yeah. So it's right around there. That's right. So, and I hope he does. Yeah. All right. Well, let's close out with the last one. And okay. I'm so happy that this is the closer because <laughs> this song, it's just, it's, it's the so best, good. Right? It's so good. I mean, you you can't, have to love this song no yeah, matter who you, you are or what yeah, kind of music you Stop like. listening to this podcast if you can't at least enjoy a part of this. But uh, the song is called Dancing Queen and it's by ABBA. <laughs>
can you not just be so happy when you hear that song? I am so happy when I hear that song. <laughs> so when I when I play these songs and playing them through my iPhone, recorded through the mixer and, and whatnot using Spotify, and uh, Spotify is this thing like they somehow power through. I didn't even know it did this, but this is the first time I've ever seen it, and it like shows using like the API from genius.com which does like it'll show you lyrics but then it'll also show you facts about it and I'm smiling because I'm like yeah I've never seen it before I guess it's probably only for like very popular songs which clearly this one is but like some of the facts that they spouted off were in 1996 the Sex Pistols reunited and they opened the gig by playing parts of this song as a joke to be like song sucks how were the Sex Pistols (laughs) But it backfired because the entire Everybody crowd started dancing and getting into it. That's awesome. And then the next one was in 2008. Apparently, there was some sort of like big royal party in England, and Queen Elizabeth was there, and the DJ started playing the song, <laughs> and Queen Elizabeth started like busting a move oh to it God. and so like shocked really the crowd oh and God, loved awesome. it. And then the last one was in 2014, the UK voted this song internationally as the country's favorite they called it floor killer um <laughs> i love floor killer and it beat out yeah it's a good term <laughs> yeah. it beat out billy jean and twist wow. and shout by the beatles so. and i totally support that yeah although Swedish i love both pop, of those songs yes. mad. i mean this song is, fucking rules it's it really so good it does so good. not get any better than that i don't care what anybody says <laughs> uh, i mean you can you. say what you want about abba but when it's I, truly the best when i sent this to you i was a little bit nervous that you were it wasn't your first pick it wasn't no you, you audibled in at the last minute yeah but. it's true well and I I had some discussion yeah. with my Pittsburgh folks about what it what should be. What you wanted to bring mm-hmm. in, yeah. And for sure, this is the right one. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so tell me, uh, tell me why you ended up changing your mind to it. Okay, so disco nights on Nancy's porch. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that was a thing in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, so first, so we first did my college. And then we did my Austin years. And mm-hmm. in between our Pittsburgh. So from 1991 to 2000, I lived in Pittsburgh. Um, and I had a job. I was a social worker. I worked at a place called Holy Family Institute. And I worked with the most amazing people who are still my best friends to this day, even though we live so very far apart. Um, we all had really remarkably hard jobs. Um, I was a foster care therapist, a child and family therapist, and then um, a clinical coordinator for a day school mm-hmm. um, for children who were far too violent to exist in, in the public school system. Um, so that's what I did. And then all of my friends did something similar. Kind of related, yeah. Most of them actually were a boss at one time or the other. Um, my friend Liz, who this song is especially, um, it reminds me of her, uh, she was my boss. In fact, when I was an intern through grad school, she's the one who I just always wanted to be just like her. She's this amazing person. She had an, like a magic wand. And we dealt with day in, day out, super like horrifying things to the average person. Yeah. We all found everything funny because that's what you do. We all also um, leaned on each other because nobody understands the humor in a pedophile like another social worker. In fact, really nobody does, right? Um, So (laughs) you're looking at me like, oh, I love that. There is no humor in a pedophile. (laughs) No, (laughs) this is, no. 
keep going, keep going. <laughs> so, so the bond that I formed with these people is like, I, I don't think that everybody gets to do that. And I did. Um, and so all of us would gather in a num- I mean, there were different places. There was, I also had some jukebox songs that I considered because we did a lot of drinking. So yeah. there's humor, there's drinking, there's drugs. And just all, whatever you can do to deal. I was not married. I was a single person. But most of my friends were either married or um, in relationships, had kids. I don't know how they did all of that and yeah. did what we did. Right. I couldn't do it. In fact, I had to move all the way across the country <laughs> and so, um, work for a, a completely different type of... Um, I was an e-commerce um, child support collector. Oh God, it was a whole thing. Anyway, yes, I, <laughs> I wow. needed to get as far, although that doesn't sound too far removed from what I was doing, but it is. Anyway, um, my point is that we would gather and we would listen to music. Um, my friend Bart was this amazing poet, mm-hmm. still is. In fact, he does poetry readings in Pittsburgh all the time. Um, in fact, I think he's probably, out of everybody, I think he'll listen to this podcast and really appreciate it. You remind me a lot of Bart, yeah. which is, um, so Bart's probably, is he 50s or 60s? Okay. No, he can't be 60 yet. I don't know. Well, he's this is ageless. his open invitation. He's welcome to come on. <laughs> he would, oh, and he is, he's just a fascinating person. And my yeah. very best friend, Nancy, um, and Jeannie, and Liz, and Loretta, and I mean, and Carrie, Nancy's husband, he died of cancer. Mm. Um, after I moved down to Austin, Peter was about a year mm-hmm. old. But anyway, we would sit on Nancy's porch and we would drink and we would smoke and we would talk about the kids. Um, oh, and Jen, how could I forget Jen and Lori? Um, and we bonded over what we did and we laughed and somehow we made a life out of this. Yeah. And it was phenomenal so it is it's a super happy song and god we had so much fun i'm amazed when i look back at some of what we did and believe me there were effects um uh, liz is divorced three of my good friends are dead i mean they died i think i don't feel like you can do some of the sort of heavy lifting that we did and not have take um, a toll yeah yeah so um you know, drugs, uh, all kinds of things. Um, but we found our way around. And this song is a part of that happiness and that, that bond. Yeah. It's yeah. huge. Um, Pittsburgh was just the best. I still miss my friends there terribly. I, I get back there more often than I see my friends, but it, my friends from college. But it's been, um, I think Peter was in kindergarten. Yeah, and he's in sixth grade. So it's been like six years since I've right. been there. So. I do plan on getting back soon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I've always been really fascinated with your professional like timeline. <laughs> um, cause yeah, you've, you've done a lot of different things and you know, when I, when I graduated school, I was, or my last semester, I was debating doing teach for America and going that route or working a job in tech. And, uh, I kind of like, finagled my way into um it it was the year of the financial crash and I didn't uh I got to the final interviews for Teach for America and when I was doing that then um I was also interning at a startup here in town and um 
they were like, well, you know, if we gave you an offer, would you consider working for us over Teach for America? And I was like, sure. You know, I would definitely, like, I, I want to know what my options are. Um, and I got an offer out of that. But then, like, the next day I got the offer, I found out that I didn't get the Teach for America opportunity. So I... That's what I up. call divine intervention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, I, I picked you guys. <laughs> So, and thus began my career in the software Well, I'm stuff. so glad. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's some, it's definitely something that I think about of like, well, you know, would I do other jobs and totally different functions? And I'm always really fascinated talking to people who have done stuff like that. And um, it's really interesting to me because you've played kind of both sides of that and successfully done it well in both sides of it. And when I think about, well, what if I had done, what, whether it was Teach for America or something like that, will I ever do something like that? I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I'm not sure. You'll have a choice. I'll have a choice. I'll always have a choice. Um, and regardless of what I ultimately do or don't do, um, I have like a huge amount of respect for people that do that. My mom was a, a special ed teacher um, in her life and got her master's in that and did so that amazing. for a long time and you know the stories that she tells about that it, yeah I mean it's like god you well most people can't handle that kind of I, stuff I only handled it for nine years yeah so think about that my friends who are there they're still doing it they're still it. doing it yeah. and successfully right. um, they're remarkable people yeah dedicated um, in service to others yeah while maintaining you know their own person their families everything else um, I couldn't continue yeah. I, I well I was I was unable to have a successful relationship while I did that right so I spent all of my 20s uh, yeah it was just I, I I guess maybe I needed to compartmentalize better or right. and I couldn't do it well I think and talking to people who have done this and that like I don't know I, and I still have a lot to learn on it but it's like it's not necessarily right or wrong to do one or the other, right? Okay. It's just, but you have to be honest with yourself about what you can handle and what the best thing is, and then how you kind of support that and let it radiate throughout your entire life. And I think you've done a very good job at that. I will say I wouldn't have done it any differently, yeah. both both ways. Leaving it was hard, um, but I'm so glad I did. Look where I am. I'm here. I love it here. I meant you weren't it. I mm-hmm. never. I also didn't expect to be there. That yeah. sort of it all sort of happens the way it's supposed to. It seems, yeah. or it does for me. I've been very lucky. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you should be proud of what you've accomplished. I think Thanks, there's a lot to be said for it, and, and more to come. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I'm ancient. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not true. Come on, Daddy. You come on. I know. I'm actually really not. Yeah, you're. Uh, it's 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 really awesome to have this conversation today and then I'm sure all the other conversations that it will spur in the future for, for us. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and sure. yeah, I mean, I, I think you're, you're an amazing person and I'm really happy to have had you on this episode. Thanks Harrison. Likewise, this was awesome. I can't wait for everybody to hear it. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, I hope everyone enjoys it. I know they will. And, uh, until the next one, Yay. this is memory tracks. Thanks. Bye. Thanks.